Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast for Friday, February 7th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, joined in studio by Saints punter Thomas Morstead as we are on the 10-year anniversary of the Super Bowl. Thomas, thanks for joining me today in studio. Glad to be here. All right, well, first things first, uh, I do want to talk about your most recent Instagram post because you posted it with your daughter, I believe, Maggie, right? I want to make sure I'm getting the names right. You have two daughters, Maggie and Rosalie, correct? Rosalie. Rosalie. Okay, thank you for correcting Spelled me on like that. Rosalie, but, okay, but that was my grandmother's name. So. Got it. Um, so we're a few days removed now from the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on the girl dad hashtag, what you've seen of it, and, and your thoughts as a father. Well, um, you know, I, I've I would say you know Kobe wasn't my uh, like my hero growing up or anything like that. I've always known who he was, and and he was an excellent basketball player. Um, it's been interesting uh, seeing so much footage come out about him over the past week and a half. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, you know, I think I've, I've become more of a fan after seeing so much of the footage of him being a dad and uh, what he's done for women's basketball and a lot of other things that I didn't really know about. And so uh, it's kind of sad that that's what it takes for you to, to learn about uh, something like that. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it is quite uh, amazing seeing how so many people have taken to him and the way he was a father to his daughters. So, um, you know, sometimes things like this make everybody kind of get a little perspective check on, on their own life and what's important. And, um, it's cool seeing so many dads putting that out there and, and hopefully, uh, you know, renewing their, um, dedication to their kids yeah I saw a lot of uh, Instagram posts from your teammates and of course people uh, of all professions and posting about that girl dad hashtag so I thought that was pretty cool but uh, of course today is the anniversary of the Super Bowl so we have to get into that what do you think when you look down I don't know where you look at the date but what do you think when you look down and see February 7th what kind of thoughts go through your mind well it's hard not to smile Um, you know it was a just an extraordinary time to be a New Orleans Saint um Obviously, we won the Super Bowl. Uh, my mom turned 50 at, at midnight on February 8th, and so her birthday party was for, for her 50th birthday was the Super Bowl victory party, awesome. uh, which was so cool. Um, and, uh, you know, I was a rookie, and I had blinders on, or I was trying to have blinders on like a horse and just do my job. I probably didn't quite soak it in as much as a lot of other guys did, but it was um, just an outstanding experience and, um, you know, very motivated to try to have that experience again. Well, how much more respect do you have for what that team was able to accomplish in your rookie season now that you've seen how hard it is to get back to that point? Um, yeah, I think it makes it more special over time to just, you know, um, I think some people would argue that we've had better teams here. And, uh, but you just, you, you know, you can do everything right, make all the right decisions, put yourself in the best position, and you got to have the ball bounce your way sometimes. you got to have, um, you know, those, those 50-50 toss-ups, whether it's, a, whether it's a, a call by a coach on a certain play or a call by a referee or a fumble that either stays in bounds or doesn't or a tip ball that's intercepted or just falls incomplete. You know, all those different pieces, you got to have a few breaks go your way. And... Um, you know, just with getting together with all the guys this year during the season, it was um, it was better than I thought it would be getting everybody back together. Um, and I look forward to doing that for the rest of our lives. 
Yeah, take me through that weekend. What was it like for you? Because you guys had a game, so you and Drew were the only ones on the team that had a, a game to prep for while everyone else is just coming in and partying. What was that, that weekend like? You know, it was really special. Um, I knew there would be some people I'd be very emotionally like charged to see, um, but I was shocked or surprised at how many people that maybe I didn't expect to be emotional, and then I saw them and I was, maybe weren't as close or, you know, I, like I said, I was a rookie, so I wasn't – um, you know, I was connected to the locker room um, as I am now. And so uh, just seeing everybody, I mean, we just, we all did that together. And, um, you know, it, it is unique still playing and being part of that group. Um, a lot of guys actually kept bringing that up to me <laughs> that, that are done playing and just how it's uh, amazing that I've been able to stick around so long. And, uh, but it was just a really special weekend. It was awesome seeing um, guys talk about how much that meant to them and their life moving forward, the confidence it's given them in all other areas of their life. And, um, you know, I think that's part of the walk together forever mantra that, uh, Joe Vitt always talked about is, um, is kind of, you know, it's something that can never be taken away. And, uh, you know, you just, it's hard to, you, you don't have the perspective at the time to understand how special it is. And that's what's, it's cool now being an older player and telling these younger players on our team, just trying to preach the message of investing everything you have because the return is like better than you can imagine. You think you, you think you can imagine how good it is, but you, you, I'm telling you, you can't, but it's, but I can't explain how good it is until we do it. So um, hopefully we'll get a chance to do it again. Is that difficult to convey to younger players? I mean, think about yourself as a rookie and think of if someone was telling you that and how hard you would have to work to get to that point. Do you feel like that's hard at, in the position that you're in to convey to younger players? Yeah, because I, th yeah, I think it is, but it's, it's not because maybe they're younger, um, you know. It's just a lack of perspective. Um, it's I think it's more that I can't tangibly show you the experience, right? Um, it's like <clears throat> it's kind of like showing your kid something for the first time, and you see them light up, <laughs> right? You get to do that every day with your kids when they're really young, right? You're kind of constantly expanding their world. Uh, you can't show them the experience until it happens. And the only way, the, the way to give yourself the best chance to get there is to everybody be t truly all in, you know, 24-7. They make all their decisions around being ready to play every week. And, um, and so, you know, I'm highly motivated to try and get back there. And I know everybody is, but um, I think a lot of those things just come with time and uh, gaining perspective on how hard it is. I've seen your off-season workouts, and I've been impressed with how rigorous they are. But this was my first year experiencing seeing you on the field and seeing what you do during the game, you know, running sprints, always preparing. And I, I'm ignorant to the fact <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I was ignorant because I didn't think that you guys did anything. I just kind of thought you all sat there, and then, you know, when you go in and it's your time. But obviously there's so much more that goes into it. How do you feel like um, your rookie season and reaching the pinnacle of pressure – prepared you for everything uh in your career look i tell people uh about the onside kick uh just you know as a specialist the mental side of the game is is um it's hard to explain to people um but there's plenty of games every year where i don't feel my best or my most confident and and something is lacking and um no one cares right so like your job is to perform and perform at the highest level you know uh if I have three A-plus games a year, that's a good season, 
right? But my job is to not have any C's and D's, right? I'm trying to have a B-plus game every game. And if I can do that over the course of time, we're going to be very, very productive. And so um, I think it's just it's um, the mental side is hard to explain. Um, and I, I guess just going through that as a rookie, the highest pressure moment you could ever imagine, and executing it uh, well enough to where we could be successful – um, there's been plenty of times throughout my career where I've had a game where I'm not feeling good or I'm dealing with an injury or something like that. And you have to find ways to talk to yourself to get yourself into the mes- best mental space you can to perform. And being able to go back to that point where I was full of self-doubt and um, you know anxiety or whatever words you want to use uh, to describe that pressure feeling um, – and, and I got it done, and we got it done in that most pressure-filled moment. To go back and draw on that has been really good for me throughout my career. And there's been plenty of other moments to draw on, but that's the most, uh, you know, I guess memorable one for people to think about. And um, so that's been a blessing for me in my career to, to be able to go back to that time, put myself into that same feeling of not 100% confidence and that, you know, that I'm – that I've got the goods, you know, I'm going to get it done when I need to get it done. Does it help to have a guy like Drew that understands everything that you've been through, understands the pressure that comes with this job, the sacrifice, everything that you guys have gone through? I would say, look, Drew's been invaluable to like everybody in this organization. (laughs) And and I I don't have to explain why Um, he's provided such a level of stability. It's just, um, it's hard to explain that. Um, But, for me personally, you know, Drew is eight years ahead of me in tenure in the NFL. And so, um, you know, I kind of caught him at a time where there was a period of time where, you know, you'd say he's the best in the league and, and you can see him as he gets into his mid, you know, mid thirties to late thirties, the level of preparation for his body physically and being able to still go out every week and be ready to roll his routine has changed over time and it's because your body changes and the things that you need change. And for me to be able to watch that as a young player um, has been invaluable. I'm watching somebody, you know, uh, we get, a, we get. I think in the NFL, if you play long enough, you get a life lesson on aging. Uh, it's, just, it's just relative to being a pro athlete, but mm-hmm. you kind of get those, you get an early life lesson on um, if you want to still be able to do X, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. If you still want to be able to do Y, you need to do this. And um, the level of commitment over time, it just becomes greater and greater and greater because the, the issue, I think, as you get older is just recovery time. You, you just don't recover the same. So you have to do more or in certain instances, you have to do less of whatever training you're doing. And, um, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like an ever evolving process. And you just kind of keep gaining experience dealing with injuries or dealing with sickness or dealing with all these things dealing with two sick kids in the middle of the night during the season when you got nobody at, at home to help and you got to get up and handle that and how do you overcome the, those happen more and more frequently mm-hmm. and so just dealing with that and getting that experience and watching someone like him do it and a, another guy Ben Watson watching that guy you know there's been plenty of guys that have been able to see do that, and that's been invaluable for me. There have been talks this year and for the last several years about Drew and his retirement. What are your thoughts on that situation? 
Well, um, <clears throat> I don't think anybody should try to, you know, persuade him to come back. I think um, I think we should want what Drew wants, right? If if Drew wants to come back, he's going to give you everything he has and give you the best version of Drew Brees there is, which which is plenty good enough, yeah. right? And and if he decides not to come back, for whatever reason, doesn't really matter what the reason is. If he decides not to come back, then 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 um, but, you know, we shouldn't want him to come back because he's obviously found that's not the best move for him um, or for this team. So, um, I, you know, I don't like to – I've been around this business long enough to, to not try to figure it out because I'm always wrong um, and I'm uh, – you know, there's always another surprise around the corner. So, um, you know, I'm eagerly anticipating seeing what happens just like everybody else and, uh, of course, would love for him to be back. I mean, he's just, you know – I, I don't. I think describing him as as uh, doesn't do him justice, no matter how highly you could describe him. So um, he's been a blessing for me and for everybody else in this organization. And um, you know, whatever he decides, everybody loves him and supports him. Speaking of anticipation, as a member of the media, I feel like everyone was depicting the Tom Brady picture that you know he posted on social media. As a player, did you care? Did you think about it twice, or were you invested in it at all? Honestly, I didn't see it, and then somebody said, "Hey, did you see the commercial?" Right. They, they, it, it showed uh, what his Instagram post was about, and I was like, "What Instagram post?" Right. So, um, I guess that's what happens when you have four kids, five and under. <laughs> you're you're not uh, getting on the Instagram scrolling too often. Yeah, I guess not. Um, so you've been with Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis for a while now. What what do you think they've added to the culture of this organization? Well, this is my opinion. Um, hopefully I don't get in trouble f for saying this, but, um, you know, I think one of the things that those guys, uh, you know, when I came in, I came in at the pinnacle, right? We won the Super Bowl, and we had a number of good years there. And then there was kind of a lull, right? And, um, and you know, I think, I think um, you know, you make you, your locker room, which you have assumed is always this strong locker room built on all of these different characteristics that you – said from the beginning maybe maybe uh there were a few too many times where they kind of made an exception and i think um they obviously very quickly realized that and we kind of started over again a little bit and uh and i think them getting the the leash long enough leash to kind of like last through that gain that experience and it, it almost feels like in the past three or four years, probably four years, they kind of re-centered on what those characteristics are that's going to help us get to where we want to go. And, um, you know, being a, a part of that and I guess being one of the guys that they felt they wanted to keep around through that transition, um, I'm, you know, so grateful for um, but I think it's it's kind of a, a tough thing nowadays. You don't see people get that opportunity a lot of times. The leashes are so short in this in all of these sports businesses, and I think um, I think everybody in this organization organization is better off uh, because they had the opportunity to kind of grow through that. And um, and it's really it's just fun to come to work every day when you have such an awesome group of guys um, that everybody's in it for the right reasons and. Um, and everybody's uh, motivated to get to the highest level, and um, I don't take that for granted because I I saw what the what it was when we didn't have that mm -hmm. at, in totality in the locker room, 
and you know what it's like whenever you get to the top and and you know so it's just exciting to be a part of it it looks like you and will lutz and zach wood are having a lot of fun when you guys are working out together and kind of competing against each other when are we going to get some more off-season workout videos of chin-up bars with kids attached to your legs and things like that (laughs) i'm sure i'll start posting some stuff uh here soon Uh, um you know look those guys have kind of kept me young honestly um you know i i have a i guess a perception of being this crazy training guy but um those guys are those guys are in there and they work their tails off and um and so it's been fun to um be a part of their growth and kind of be papa bear for a little bit and um and it, it is a kind of a strange transition now because um I feel like they've kind of like graduated college now, like <laughs> they, they don't, um, they're their own guys now. Right. I've, I've kind of given them as much insight and perspective as, um, as I can, um, help try to try to really make their learning curve fast. And, um, but you know, those guys are just, they're pros and, uh, you know, will specifically, um, it's been a total pleasure to like kind of help him figure it out quick because he's got the goods he's so he's so talented and special uh, upstairs in his mind especially and um like i said it's it is kind of a strange transition you know young buck now goes to the pro bowl and leaves me at home (laughs) and uh you know i couldn't be happier for him do does it seem like they ever kind of have that aha moment or you ever have that aha moment of like you said earlier when you're teaching your kids something and you show them what they should do and what they should want to do and then when you have these young bucks as you said graduating from college and now they're kind of doing it on their own yeah i would say um you know it doesn't take me long to figure out if a guy's got the talent to make it or um at 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 what level they can get to um these guys are both workers and they love to come to work and they work their tails off um which uh, gives anybody the best chance to kind of reach their ceiling. Um, but, you know, I would say the biggest moment was super early on with Will. I want to say it was week two against the Giants. We ended up losing the game, I think, 16-13. to 13. This would have maybe been his rookie year. It was three minutes left in the game. It was in New York. It was one of the loudest environments I'd ever heard in, in a particular moment. And we went out to go hit a 40-something yarder in a breezy stadium. Um with three minutes left in the game. And Will had missed his two of the four kicks the previous week in week one from long distance against the Raiders. Mm -hmm. And he went out there, cool as a cucumber, and just smoked this thing. And it was no big deal. And I remember thinking then, like, it could have very easily, it'd be easy for anybody to kind of crumble under that, especially how the previous week had gone. And he just went out there and he just knew he was gonna make it. And then I would say all three of us as an operation when we were in Minnesota for the Minnesota Miracle Game and we kicked the 20, uh, with 25 seconds left to go ahead. Mm-hmm. I think we were either down one or two to go ahead by one or two. And it was a 40, 45 yarder and it was a perfect snap, perfect hold and the ball couldn't have been any straighter or higher. And as a group, I remember all three of us. We, that's, that's a moment that as we've gone forward when somebody's not feeling great or the confidence isn't quite there, we always remember that moment that we all collectively 
have the goods to get it done and it's I think we've leaned on that a lot well looking forward to seeing more of those goods coming up this season Thomas thank you for joining us and a happy 10-year anniversary all right thanks hopefully I'll stick around for the 20th too Thanks to Thomas Morstead for joining me today in studio for the 10-year anniversary of that Super Bowl victory for the New Orleans Saints. As he mentioned, that team will walk together forever. And speaking of walking together forever, the New Orleans Saints digital team has put together a documentary for you. It is named Walking Together Forever, and it tells the story of that 2009 New Orleans Saints team, including players, coaches, team officials, media, and so much more. So you don't want to miss that. That is available right now on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints app, YouTube, and Facebook. So make sure you go watch that. A lot of time was put into that, and it has great interviews and information that you don't want to miss. All right, that'll do it for today's episode. We'll touch back in on Monday with an interview with the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee, Teron Armstead, so you don't want to miss that interview. I'm Caroline Gonzalez. Thanks for joining me, and we'll catch up next week.